Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. Please welcome. I like this kind of party, baby. It's good to be the king. Mike emerges along with the King, Scott Engel, for week 11 in the NFL for the King and I podcast. And some big games coming up, and uh, teams are going to determine where they are in these final weeks of the season, Scott. Yeah, well, good to be back with you, Mike. For those of you listening for the first time, Mike was my original producer on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. The guy that nicknamed me the King and a veteran broadcaster in his own right. Yeah, you know, we're kind of getting closer to the playoffs, but it's still very hard to get a beat on who the top teams are. Like, like you know, Baltimore one week, they'll look like the top team in the league. Then the next week, they'll lose to Cleveland. San Francisco lost three straight at one point. The Cowboys can only beat bad teams. So, you know, with Philadelphia and Kansas City, you know, that's going to go uh, a big – that's going to take us in a big step in the direction of trying to determine in the weekly power rankings, which from week to week – which are the best teams in the NFL, truly? Well, for the Eagles, they're getting plus 124 on the money line. The Chiefs are minus 148. The Eagles getting three points. The over and under, 45.5. I found this kind of surprising. Scott, the Chiefs are 15th in the league in scoring. And for the Eagles, uh, the last two wins were kind of close against Washington and Dallas. And the Eagles have scored at least 23 points in all their games, except for the loss against the Jets. Yeah, it doesn't really matter that, you know, whether the wins are close or not. You know, winning teams will win close games. Not every team is going to blow each other out, you know, in the NFL because it is the NFL. Kansas City, the critical line on them is, well, you know, they really don't have any wide receivers. Well, they did last year and they won the Super Bowl. Juju Smith-Schuster was mediocre, was their best wide receiver last year. So I think... uh, They'll take some time. They took some time during the bye week, probably, to fix things up in the passing game. I really like Rasheed Rice as a fantasy play. Touchdown uh, receptions in two of his last three games, and uh, and the Eagles, even though they acquired Kevin Byer to allow the most fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers and the most receiving touchdowns, uh, even if he's not top three, Mahomes still is top four start this week. Obviously, Kelsey, it must start. I don't got to tell anybody that. Isaiah Pacheco has averaged 104.3 uh, scrimmage yards in his last four primetime games. Good shots to get in the end zone on the other side of the ball. You got a lot of must starts and hurts. You got Swift. You have A.J. Brown. Uh, this is a pretty good this is a pretty good Chiefs defense, so I'm not exactly sure what to expect from Devonta Smith, but I lean towards starting him as a fantasy wide receiver too. And with Dallas Goddard out, we have to see if anybody steps up at tight end, whether it's going to be Jack Stoll or Albert Okobonum. Uh, so uh, I'm going to go with the Eagles and take the three points, and I'm going to go with the under in this game. I'm going to take the over. Uh, I think these teams still have uh, too good on offense to go with the under. And I'm going to take Kansas City at home here. Uh, the Eagles might be the better team, but I think uh, KC being an arrowhead, I think it'll give them the slight edge. Meanwhile, the Jets shuffle up to Buffalo to take on the Bills. On the money line, the Jets are plus 250. The Bills are minus 310. Jets getting seven points. Uh, the over and under, 
Uh, 39 and a half points here. Two teams really struggling. The Jets at four and five. The Bills at five and five. Allen, 11 interceptions on the season. Three fumbles lost. The Bills last six games all decided by six points or less, Scott. Here's the thing. A divisional game like this, the Jets won the first meeting of the season. I think the seven-point spread is just too large. I'll take the Jets to stick close. Uh, I don't like Josh Allen as a fantasy start. As you know, Robert Sala said, we faced a gauntlet of top quarterbacks this year, and we've shut them all down, and Allen was one of them the first time he played against them. Three interceptions and only 36 rushing yards. He is not a top 10 fantasy quarterback for me in my lineup ranks on rotoballer.com this week. Uh, We will have to wait and see whether Leonard Fournette gets activated or not. James Cook, capable of 100-plus scrimmage yards. He's done it a lot. A little bit of a cap ceiling for Stephon Diggs against that secondary, but you don't bench him. I would fade the other wide receivers, and I wouldn't expect a top-five week from Dalton Kincaid on the, on the Jets side, Brees Hall, 127 rushing yards the last time these two faced. But according to Pro Football Focus, the Jets have the worst run block advantage rating against a defensive line. Uh, go heading into Week 11, so you got to temper expectations for Brees Hall. But I'll take the Jets to cover, and I'll go with the under here. Uh, the Jets can't pass the ball. The Jets can't uh, run the ball. The Jets don't have a quarterback. Uh, to, to take the points here, I, I, I don't see how this team just can't score. They haven't scored in 11 quarters. And, and the only thing, Buffalo, I mean, Josh Allen, the great athletic ability, could be a big-time quarterback, but the turnovers are killing him. I'm going to go with the Bills. I think the Bills seek the revenge here. They get the ship righted here. I don't care if the Jets' defense has uh, been as stout. It's, it's been – it's some fault – the, the 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 leaks are going to kind of come in the ship here because the offense can't get anything done at all. I'm going to take the Bills and and I like the on 39 and a half. This is going to be like a like a 16 to 10 game with Buffalo winning. Yeah, I mean, and those are the scores that the the Jets are mostly playing. In. Yeah, playing and the in Jets, the Jets will cover. <laughs> uh, I'll take the Bills in this one. I'll, I'll go against my team, which is making me ill. I have to take Pepto Bismol after every game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can call the Jets for those who want to go back to the 90s. We can call them the, the Beavises. They never score. Da da da. Boom. Okay, yeah. Ralph Mouth. Uh, let's go to wow. Detroit. <laughs> I thought I, thought I was sounding old. Ralph <laughs> Mouth. Wow. The three and seven Bears at the seven and two Lions. Probably the Lions of one team uh, that could really challenge the Eagles in the NFC uh, for for the chase to the Super Bowl. Uh, the Bears plus three hundred. The Lions uh, plus three eighty. Ch- uh, Chicago getting seven and a half. The over and under forty eight. Justin Fields expected to play in this game, Scott. Yeah, I, I would take the Niners over the, the Lions still in the the NFC. I think they're just a tier below. Let's remember how again, they got smashed at Baltimore, although they might look better than that for the rest of the season. Jared Goff is always a great fantasy option at home. 31 of his last 41 touchdown passes, uh, the last 43 touchdown passes at Ford Field. Top six fantasy quarterback for me this week. I would definitely start him over Josh Allen uh, and some other uh, notable fantasy quarterbacks. Both running backs are good starts against the Bears. Jameer Gibbs, uh, David Montgomery. Right now, Amon St. Brown is playing like a top three fantasy wide receiver. Keep an eye on Donovan Peoples-Jones to see what his role starts to become as he should be active as a Lion for the first time this week. Bounce back uh, performance from Sam Laporta. Justin Fields, 
playing really well before the thumb injury. People asking me fantasy, why are you worried about him? And like, no, it's not a not a physical thing where he's recovering from like a hamstring or or something like that. It's just about being able to grip and rip it. And uh, the Bears would not bring him back before he was ready to do that. So I expect him to be just fine. Uh, high end fantasy quarterback. Two at least DJ Moore should play better with him in the in the lineup. We have to wait and see how the running back situation works out with Khalil Herbert and Deontay Foreman. Cole Komet is a decent start, but again, you know, too big of a spread for a divisional game here. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the points with the Bears. Uh I agree with that. I'll, I'll lay the points as well, and uh, I'm gonna go with the the under forty eight. Moving along. Uh, I, I don't think I ever go in under with the Lions at home. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, all right. There you go. They, they can get to 30 easily by themselves. Let's shuffle off now to Cleveland where a, a you, you new. Like to, you like to shuffle a lot. That's the, yeah, the, the, seismic the second proportion. time you said it. Yeah. Seismic proportion of news here with the Deshaun Watson out for the season with a shoulder injury. Uh, a lot of money Cleveland spent on that quarterback, and now uh, they're gonna have to go with DTR as a starting quarterback as the six and three Browns take on the six and three Steelers. Kenny Pickett's a disaster, six touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, how, how the Steelers are, are six and three, Pittsburgh getting one point, minus 102 on the uh, money line. The Browns are minus 118. The over and under this, Scott, 33 the lowest of the week, yeah, 33. Yeah, which means it's also not gonna be a great fantasy game. How how the Steelers in six and three? Nobody can tell me that Mike Tomlin's not a great coach, you know, to get this team at, to six and three. Jalen Warren is now the starter at running back, looking for his third straight game of a hundred plus yards from scrimmage. But I don't think he has upside in this game. A decent floor. Uh, Deontay Johnson last time he faced this team at home, eight catches for eighty-four yards. You can accept about the same, expect about the same thing. But there's not a lot going on offensively or fantasy wise. Start both defenses, obviously, especially Pittsburgh. There's a Miles Garrett, TJ Watt kind of game. The last time the DTR played a, uh, a full game, Amari Cooper had one reception. The only the only uh, decent play fantasy-wise is Jerome Ford, who could still get a lot of volume and has 75-plus scrimmage yards in four of his last five games. But I'm actually comfortable going with the under here. Uh, I'll agree with you. The under the the points. I mean, you, you could go either way. This game is going to be decided by a field goal. Uh, I'll I'll take game. I'll take Pittsburgh because I don't like. But you can't always assume the backup quarterback stinks. But there's Dorian Thompson Robinson, inexperienced to go against that aggressive Pittsburgh front. You know they they shut down Will Levis after he threw four touchdowns against the Falcons. You know it's not a good look for an inexperienced quarterback to face this. Steelers defense, which is not good against the run. It's not shut down, but they're very aggressive. Uh, let's ride them while they're hot here. The six and four Vikings taking on the Broncos. What Minnesota's won, won five in a row. The, the Broncos have won three in a row. The Vikings plus 110, getting two points over and under 43. The Broncos minus 130 on the, on the money line here. Joshua Dobbs, who, who saw this coming in Minnesota after Kirk Cousins went down? Yeah, I guess the uh, episode of A Football Life, Joshua Dobbs is in production already with the way this guy's played. But uh, you know, the the Vikings have won five strikes, but I think it ends here. And I'll I'll take I'll take uh, Denver to cover at home. They've won three straight. Then they've beaten Kansas City and Buffalo, which is kind of overrated, but still, you know, shows that they're good. They ended a long losing streak to the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Russell Wilson is not as the, uh, the same quarterback he used to be, but it's taken a while. But Sean Payton, by week nine, was finally getting Russell Wilson to look something like his old self again. And, you know, that means a lot because he was able to lead a game-winning drive. Russell Wilson, before last year, always loved to play in primetime, and he won in primetime last week. Before he started in Denver, he was 29-11 and 11 in national TV games. He has the most second-most game-winning drives and the most fourth-quarter comebacks of any quarterback in history. And, you know, he can still be nimble and make some creative plays, even though he's not as dynamic as he used to be. And it looks like the offense is spitting, uh, fitting better together. Uh, you know, give me give me the Broncos to cover it on the money line here if you want to lay two units on the money line. Josh Dobbs, adequate passing stats, but he can't I don't, I don't really think he can keep up a string of uh four consecutive games with a rushing touchdown. Not in my top fifteen fantasy quarterbacks. Ty Chandler might start running back. A lot of people want to start him in fantasy, but average less than three yards of carry in the preseason. And uh only 45 yards on 15 carries last week. Even though the matchup is good, I wouldn't be surprised if Kenny Nangu would, would actually outplay him this week. Hawkinson's going to get his. Doesn't look like Justin Jefferson's going to play. I like the Broncos here. The Broncos right now are the team that no one wants to face, not the Vikings. Uh, I like the Broncos too, but if I, if I were to put money on anything, I'm going to go with the over 43. I'm okay with that, but I'm, I'm, cer- I'm certainly – Taking the Broncos to cover. Yeah, you know, uh, it comes down to Dobbs versus Wilson. I'm still taking Wilson. Let's go out to La La Land, uh, where the six and three Seahawks are taking on the three and six Rams. Rams getting a point. Uh, Seahawks minus one fifteen on the money line. The Rams minus one hundred five over and under forty six. Uh, if the Seahawks are contenders for the NFC West, or if they, they want to make it their own, they got to win this game. They can't let this one slip by. They have to win this game because the schedule after this game, two matchups with the Niners, one versus Dallas, another versus Philadelphia. They have to have this game, and the offense has to get them back on track. And I think I think they do it here. They owe the Rams because the Rams punched them in the mouth and surprised them at home in the season opener. Uh, I, even though Matthew Stafford is coming back, I think Seattle is still the better team. I know Sean McVay always gives Pete Carroll fits. He's McVay is seven and three against the Seahawks uh, since 2017 since he came to Los Angeles, but I still like Seattle here. I like all of their receivers as fantasy plays. G- Geno Smith, who was nominated for FedEx Air Player of the Week last week, uh, not steady in the first half, but much better in the second half and in the clutch last week. Now, a lot of Seahawks fans are like really going going in hard on on Geno Smith. And this is a game where he needs to, to 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 show people again that you know that he's not going to write back and that he can be a steady quarterback heading into a brutal stretch. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I don't like Daryl Henderson against its run defense. The Seahawks might have the best pure trio of cornerbacks in the NFL when you look at Witherspoon, Woolen, and Trey Brown as a trio. Cooper Cup will get his, but I'm kind of fading uh, Puka Nakua this week. I'll take Seattle minus one and on the money line. Like you said, they have to have this game. Yeah, I think 10 wins could win this division here. Uh, with, with the win, the, the Seattle gets it to uh, seven wins here. So San Francisco is definitely capable of winning more than 10 games. Okay. The 
He is the King Scott Engel. I am Mike Demergis for the King and I podcast. Uh, that wraps up week number 11.